You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. What's up, listeners? I'm back with another episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast and another episode with an Army lacrosse captain, Nate Jones. Nate was a freshman when I was a senior, so he's a really good friend and like a little brother to me. And it was awesome getting to hear how far he has come and what an amazing leader he has turned into. This past year, Nate graduated and commissioned into the Marine Corps after leading Army to one of its best seasons in program history with the most wins in a season, beating Navy in legendary overtime fashion, and winning the Patriot League Championship en route to an NCAA tournament berth. Today, Nate and I talk about some of the specific things he and the other captains did from day one of being named captain all the way through the end of the season, his favorite part about being captain, some of the things he loved about our coach and how Coach A developed him as a leader, as well as some great advice for aspiring leaders. I hope you enjoy the conversation and another insight into Army Lacrosse with Nate Jones on another episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Nate, welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. Thanks for coming on, man. No, no problem. What's up, Luke? Yeah, it's always always good. You know, we've had uh, quite a few Army Lacrosse guys already. You know, with Gunner and Shay and Coach A and 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 Doxy. But you know, always happy to have have one more. And Nate coming off uh, one of the best seasons in Army Lacrosse history. You know, most wins in a season. Patriot League Championship going to the, the NCAA tournament. Um, it'll be great to get your perspective, you know, fresh fresh set of eyes on uh, on the program and, and where it's come to at this point. So I think uh, yeah. the, the best place to start would be, you know, what are some things that, from your perspective, that Army Lacrosse and Coach A do really well to kind of systematically build leaders on the team and in the program? Um, I think especially something we took this year was we had 20 freshmen come in. So a huge part of our team, we normally carry about 55 guys. So we brought in 20, 20 really good, really, really good freshmen. Um, and so especially early on, at least for us, the, the three captains, um, our biggest priority was getting them um, kind of into the organization, into our team culture. Um, so we did a couple different things uh, that were a little bit different than what some of the previous captains had done. We kind of took a more aggressive approach. Um, this year, kind of we came off a little bit of a disappointing year last year um and kind of learned lessons from that but then we also saw like gunner um and shay who've been on but were incredible leaders and, and took some of the stuff that they did so we um we kind of started by meeting with every class um the three captains we we kind of jotted down some of the stuff that we want to talk to them about um with the freshmen it was basically we were just talking at them uh basically this is kind of our expectation of what you as a freshman do you know you show respect to the upperclassmen you work really hard you don't make excuses um, and you come together and we want you to be a part of this team. We want you to be a part of the brotherhood of Army Lacrosse. Um, and then with the sophomores, it was kind of just they're no longer freshmen. So really, they, they need to start leading within the team. And their expectation, at least from our point, was that um, they need to begin to take care of the freshmen, kind of show them the ropes, show them how to be successful. They'd just gone through all the freshman classes academically um, and militarily. And then with the juniors, it was really 
Um, basically, we want to lead with you. Uh, you know, we met with our senior class earlier on, um, and that we wanted kind of buy-in from the upper two classes. We had seen the success that that had had in a couple previous seasons. Um, and also, they're a very influential class. So if we could get them on board, especially as a captain's group, we knew if we could get them on board with some dominant personalities that, you know, it'd be a lot easier going forward. So that was kind of the, the first week initially that we, we really took an aggressive approach. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome piece. And for sure, that's a huge piece of, of any program is getting your freshman on board with the program, kind of the, the, the customs, the, the tradition. You know, you talk about the brotherhood, the, the strong culture you have at, at Army and within the lacrosse team is, is tremendous. But being able to, as a captain, understand, hey, you know, if we want to have a strong team, a strong culture and a strong season, we got to get everybody on the same page. And for you guys to recognize that as captains and, you know, take that head on to start the year is a big deal. And I'm sure that I know it played a huge part into the success of that season. And yeah, letting the juniors in, that's, that's a big one. You know, that's something that mm -hmm. at least in when I was there, you know, there were some years um, that, the, that the seniors and juniors just were not on the same page. And it kind of, it, it showed itself, you know, in the locker room and, and on the field as well. There were some, some things that, that, that turned into issues that, that really shouldn't have been. So it's good you guys were able to recognize the influence that some of the juniors had and leverage that to, to the team's advantage. Was, uh, were there any other things kind of behind the scenes or off the field that you think really promoted leadership development or team cohesion that maybe you guys as the captains or, or as a senior class or, or maybe the coaching staff did? Um, yeah, we did a couple of things. I, I mentioned it before, but right after, so we, we vote for captains um, at the end of the previous season. So in May of, it would have been what, last year, um, we, the three, uh, the two other captains, excuse me, and I, um, we went and all of us, basically all the whole senior class, or I think 11 of us, we all went and got dinner together. And it was ended up being about three, four hour dinner of us just sitting there kind of talking about what had just happened. You know, we go five and eight, you know, a lot of blame to be spread, especially even on our class. Um, and kind of like, we don't want our senior year to be this. Like, this was miserable. This isn't the standard that we thought we had learned from the upperclassmen and that we expect from ourselves. So we went right to them. Like, yes, we're captains. Like, we've got the C on our chest, you know, whatever. Like, according to the school, we're the captains of the team. But, we, you know, the first message we had to our fellow seniors was like, we're not leading this team without you guys. Like, there's not a, there's not a shot we're going to be successful if it doesn't take the buy-in from everybody else. So we really did that early on. And, and I think it really put everybody at ease. Like, you know, there's everybody could have been a captain. Like, you know, we're lucky. The three of us were lucky enough to be voted for. But, I mean, any of those guys would have done a great job, if not even a better job than we did. Um, so we kind of, I think, got a, a fresh start right there. And I think guys realized that it was going to be a little bit different. Um, so we did that. And then we also kind of took the approach that assumptions are good, but they need to be – stated so in previous years no one had really told us what the expectations were they just kind of um had gone assumed i think and so we really took the first couple months to just basically everything that we thought so i mean down to the littlest detail of everybody you know the tradition we have is everybody runs onto the field so your chin straps buckled your shirts tucked in you're ready to go all your gears on you know you're not running on with your chin strap unbuckled you know first before the first captain's practice we sat everybody down you know real quick huddle i mean it doesn't take long but a quick huddle and we're like, look guys, like this is the expectation. You're going to run on the field. 
you have your chin strap buckle and your shirt's going to be tucked in. You go to the weight room, your shoes are going to be tied, your shirt's going to be tucked in. I mean, those little details were things I think we had drifted away from. And, you know, I think we took for granted that underclassmen were going to see those things and upperclassmen weren't teaching it. So we just had to go back to kind of the basics and the details. Um, and then one other exercise we did that I thought um, was just an amazing culture reemersion. I think just kind of getting back to our roots was we had Doxy um, actually lead us through. Uh, it ended up being three sessions, but basically the end goal was to design the team motto for the year. Um, but the first session was basically, you know, guys were introducing each other. And this was a couple months in, so we all knew each other, but he just wanted everybody to get on the same page. And the good thing with Doxy is we all felt comfortable um, right. with him. So, it was, you know, we weren't, it wasn't an outsider coming in. It wasn't somebody Coach A had hired. This was the guy that was part of our team. He trusted us. We trusted him. Um, we felt comfortable opening up to him. And so the first session was just kind of that. It was, you know, what was your greatest highlight in high school? What was your greatest lacrosse memory? Who was the best teammate you've ever had? It, kind of things like that. And then the second one, um, the second session was more on the soft skills of the team. Okay, so how do we want to be as a team? And he kind of opened up the floor. So early on, you know, the captains were raising their hands, the seniors are raising their hands, and then all of a sudden you start to see juniors raise their hands, and then sophomores are raising your hands, and then the freshmen are as well. And that's when it started to click. And I think what it really did was it showed everybody, like everybody wants to be great. All your teammates do. And they all want to work hard and they all want to win. But you don't always just have those conversations of, hey, like we all want to be successful and we all want the same thing. And we all have kind of a different approach to it, but it's really all geared towards getting the best of that team. And then we had a third session. And I think I walked out of that third session. I was like, we're going to be the best team in the country. And the reason it was, it wasn't, anything anybody said you know people did make statements of like I'm going to be the hardest worker on the team or you know I believe we should be the best um ground ball team in the nation things like that but it was that Doxy opens the floor to everybody and freshmen were the first ones to raise their hands and that's when I knew that we had done our job in the previous months as captains as upperclassmen that we had the freshmen that felt comfortable to be a part of the team and if you look at kind of our run that we had at the end you know um Brendan Nickturn is you know, one of the best players in the entire Patriot League as a freshman, you know, James Pryor, uh, Marcus Hudgens, like all that you go down the list. I mean, half our team that was on the field were freshmen. And I don't think that would have happened if we hadn't really brought them on board um, early on. That's huge. Uh, you know, like all three of those examples, you know, kind of brings me back to, to one of the tenets of leadership we preach at the captain's coach. And that's uh, that leadership is a choice. and what you guys did from the day, literally the moment that night that you guys were announced as captains, the way you guys went about it, it was all a conscious choice that you guys made that, Hey, you know, we need to make a shift in where this program, where this team is going in the next 12 months. And one, it speaks volumes to the kind of system and culture that, that coach A and the rest of the coaching staff have developed over the years in empowering you guys and you all feeling comfortable enough to, to make those decisions and, and do those kinds of things with sit down with each class, sit down with the seniors that night at dinner and kind of go over that. You know, the second piece, restating assumptions that, you know, these are the way, this is the way we do X, Y, and Z, making sure that those things are stated explicitly. That way there's no confusion. And most of those mm -hmm. things, you know, 99% of you know, the team or 99% of the time, it, it doesn't need to be said, but for you guys to be able to recognize, Hey, we're going to say this once. And that way there's no questions. Yep. And, you know, mm -hmm. if, if there is a problem that arises, 
you know, we know it's not just a communication error, error, error. We know it's something else and you can address mm-hmm. it that way. And then that last piece with Doxy, you know, Doxy is amazing in his own yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been on the show. He's a great guest. And, and, you know, we call him a Jedi, little Yoda out there. He, um, he, he really does some great things, but you know, that speaking up at those kind of things, you know, early in the season as a freshman, you don't get that just because it's Doxy. You get that because of the leadership and the example from the seniors and the juniors of making the freshmen feel comfortable. And the more you empower them, the more your entire team, every single person, like you said, with the seniors, you know, you're going to lead with them and with the juniors, mm-hmm. you're going to lead with them. Everybody on the team is a leader. You know, sometimes being a captain is about being able to step back and let people, you know, assume different roles. And it seems like he mm-hmm. got, really did that. And all three of those, you know, are great examples of ways that you guys really chose to be leaders in a very sy- systematic, specific, and, and direct way that you guys made choices like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's a great piece, uh, you know, as, as far as, as coach a, you know, we've heard from the guys and, and, and coach a is obviously uh, a legend in his own right. What did you really appreciate about coach a and, and was there anything that he did really well in terms of developing you personally or, or just developing leaders in general on the team? Well, I just mentioned, you know, like those three things and we never went to him for permission. That was never like coach what do you think about this? We want to do this. And then it was a yes or no conversation. It was never that with coach A. It was, Hey coach, here's an idea we have. And he would kind of nod his head and he'd be like, okay. And then we would go out and do it. And it was never, you know, you guys can't do this. Or he would push back on some things. We established a leadership uh, council, something else I had mentioned, but we established a leadership council with kind of the underclassmen. Um, and he was, he kind of pushed back on some of what we were thinking about but it was all just for the betterment of the organization so something I really took away from him was the trust and it's been mentioned before with the other guys but just coach A just trusted us I mean it was never a micromanagement like hey you really really you have to do this you know sometimes there's some tough conversations with him but it was always with the best interest of the team and then something else that you know I admire about him and I I just think he's an amazing leader because of it and and why I learned so much from him was it was never personal it was never and what I mean by that is like you know, we would mess up and we messed up a lot. And, you know, we, we had a great season, but especially the three captains, you know, we messed up a lot. And, you know, I take responsibility for that. Like, you know, we weren't perfect by any stretch. And if anybody thinks that, then, you know, that's, it was far from the truth. You know, we messed up a bunch big time and he would just kind of look at us and put his hand around us, put his arms around us and be like, Hey, not a problem. Like we're going to learn from it. You know, if we need to be, you know, if we need punishment, then people are going to be punished. People are going to be held accountable and we're going to move on. It wasn't like a year long of drama of building up of like, oh, the captains did this and this and this wrong. It was, hey, messed up once. Like, that's fine. You guys are learning. I'm learning. You know, this isn't personal. We're all trying to, to get the team to the highest level possible. And people are going to mess up sometimes. It's, it's not personal. It's not a personal attack on him or the team. It's always the team comes first. And that's something that I, I admire about him. And I'll take for the rest of my life. Yeah, and that's a that's a big piece. And we'll come back to the leadership council uh, in a second because I want to hear more about that. But w- with Coach A, and and obviously it's it's nice when we both had the same coach and we can talk about him. But it, yep. it's funny you say the thing about it never being personal. It it was always the way I kind of described it to somebody one time was everything was personal with Coach A except lacrosse. You know, when it came to lacrosse yep. and, and around the locker room, nothing was ever personal. Everything else outside of that 
was extremely personal and it was an extremely intimate relationship between coach mm-hmm. and player. It wasn't coach and player. It was like coach. And we were, we were, you know, 50 more oh, yeah. that he had. And, you know, he definitely was a father figure to all of us and the ability for him to be able to separate that and, you know, kind of balance those, those two different roles was something that I, I definitely appreciated as well um, in our mentorship and development. And yeah, the trust, the trust he placed in the upperclassmen, um, you're not, you're not going to find too many places. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things I was, I was discussing with one of my guests earlier today was, you know, kind of the tendency, especially in the high school level to not give as much responsibility to your players. You know, you don't have as mm-hmm. might be a little shaky. And I think we, we came to the conclusion that, you know, if you aren't uncomfortable at some point with the amount of responsibility you're giving your captains, you probably aren't giving them enough. Because I'm sure there, there have been times when Coach A kind of is like, ah, I don't know if I should, you know, let, let these guys actually handle this no, yeah. on their own. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes it, that's, that's what it takes. You know, you, sometimes you got to let, let a kid fall, let the, let the captains, you know, make a bad decision to kind of learn from that rather than, you know, force them to do what you know is right. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that, that's definitely a huge piece of the, the success there uh, for sure. Absolutely. But the, the leadership council, that's definitely something new. What, uh, what were kind of the details behind that? So um, over the summer, we all did, you know, the three, you know, the three captains, Tommy Marino and uh, Johnny Surtick, you know, we had a group chat and, and the three of us were talking constantly. And, you know, Tommy actually came down to my house on his way down to, to Fort Bragg for the weekend. And literally the entire time we were talking about lacrosse, what we were going to do differently, what books we had read, you know, just everything. We, ca- I mean, we all just care about the team so much. And one thing I'd read from uh, a book called Legacy and then also um, another autobiography by an all black, a New Zealand all blacks player was um, basically a leadership council. And I guess they're pretty common within um, professional teams and especially in rugby. It's a pretty common thing. I know University of Maryland, uh, their lacrosse team, they have it or they did have it as a couple of years ago. Um, but basically what we did, and this was an idea, you know, we brought it to Coach A, and we basically, it was a sales pitch. We were like, you know, we're not asking for your permission. We would like your blessing, but we're probably going to do it anyway because we think it's going to help the team. And he was always, you know, he pushed back on it a little bit. But what we did was the three captains. Um, it was two juniors, uh, two sophomores, and two freshmen. And we we would rotate the freshmen. But the sophomores and juniors, in that meeting the first week that I mentioned earlier, we basically finished it with, hey, guys, we love all of you. Um, this is what we're going to do. And we would explain the leadership council. Um, and we're going to walk out of the room. And by tomorrow afternoon, we need the two names of the guys that you want to represent your class. And so they're going to speak on your behalf. They're going to come to us. You guys are all more than welcome to come to us. But this is kind of just going to be a more formal way of doing it. Um, and so we set it up. It was completely it had never been done before in Army Lacrosse history. I don't know if it will be done next year. Um, but the idea behind it is if you get people to think about basically see themselves as leaders, they're going to act like leaders and they're going to make corrections. They're going to make our lives so much easier. So, you know, the meetings were over breakfast, um, during the week, basically once every two weeks, normally, especially in the fall, this is where we did a lot of the legwork, um, with a lot of just kind of setting the foundation in place with the team. And what it really helped us do was come up with ideas that we had never thought of. Uh, little things. I mean, there's a lot of intricacies with the military academy, but there's just a lot of little things that go into running like a 55 man organization. Um, and they, you know, if you don't have the answer as a captain, what do you do? You ask everybody else because somebody's going to have the answer. And they, you know, I'd walk in with a notebook and we'd all sit down and there'd be some 
stuff as captains that we wanted to cover, but everything else was basically just open to the table. And I mean, freshmen who are failing, freshmen that are homesick, freshmen that are get hurt. You know, who do we need to keep an eye on in the locker room? Mm-hmm. He's been voicing a lot of concern because the three captains might not hear it, but one of those other guys is going to hear it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and so really the idea was just developing leaders for the, the following years and kind of making it a bit more smooth transition between each captain's group. Um, and so what we would also do is we would bring in outside guys. So, yeah, maybe you were – um, you weren't a junior that got picked, but we kind of noticed that you're a little bit more influential. Um, we're going to bring you in as well. So we would, it ended up being, you know, 12 to 13 guys normally, and we'd bring seniors as well. Um, and, and, you know, could we still win the picture league without it? Probably. But did it make our lives a lot easier? Absolutely. And then what we also did is we kind of put in an accountability piece within that leadership council. So, you know, there's a lot of small intricacies that go along with the military school. Um, but there's, you know, say somebody's late for a practice or somebody misses a lift, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's going to happen. Um, what we would do is, you know, we'll just, somebody skips a football game, um, at military school, that's really not the best thing. And our kind of philosophy as captains, where if the team has to be there, then the whole team's going to be there. We don't really, there's not a lot of leeway in that. It's pretty black and white. Um, and so everybody's going to be on the bus and we're all going to be together. Um, and so we would have guys that, you know, once would skip the football game. So just, we're just going to say that there was two juniors who decided to skip the football game and we would go up and it's pretty easy as a captain. You pretty much have the roster in your head memorized and we'd all go walk around, talk to the guys. And so, Hey, where are, you know, Bob and Jim, you know, we'll just use those names. And we would go to the junior, um, class captains and be like, Hey, where are they? And they would look at us and they would smile and we would smile back at them and they'd be like, ah, you know, they're, they're at home or they're somewhere. And we'd be like, okay, not a problem. And then we'd be like, you know, we'd text them and then we'd meet with them and we'd say, all right, Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Wednesday, depending on how severe the thing that they did, um, the three captains, the two class captains, and then Bob and Jim were all cleaning the weight room at 530 in the morning for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and what it really allowed us to do was keep the team focused on what it needed to be focused on. Right. Where in years previous, teams – Army lacrosse teams had gotten hung up by discipline issues or small things with the, um, the military environment, um, like little things, but they were all distractions and kind of in the league that we play in, it's all one goal games. So, you know, that distraction where you're thinking about something else when you should be focused on practice could come back to bite you and you're going to lose a game. Um, and so our goal was to completely eliminate that. And I'm incredibly happy to say that we were able to, we had no real major incidents, you know, no team incidents or anything like that. And, I really think just because of the accountability and we never really had to use it. I mean, we used it four or five times maybe, but it showed that we didn't, we put the team first because the captains were there, the class captains were there and it's, you know, all right, your, your team, your class voted for you to be the leaders of your class. You know, you need to lead this class and you need to yeah. keep them in line and behaving. Yeah, that's huge. Um, it's definitely something I'd heard of that, that idea of getting, you know, a couple people from, from each class involved with the seniors, but it seems like something that was very, very organic from the captains, from the team, and kind of stayed within the ownership of the captains. That's kind of the first time I'd heard that, you know, it kind of just was completely player internal. And, and I mm-hmm. love the accountability piece, you know, we've talked about on the show before the balance between accountability and empathy, you know, especially in college and high school where, every one of your teammates is your best friends, especially 
Army lacrosse, you know, we're especially tight group. Yeah. Uh, the the situation, you know, being at the military academy, you know, some of those those intricacies and small details, and being able to balance that, it, it's tough, you know, because we all kind of you know want a little bit of break from the, the strictness and and you know the hard line stuff, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you gotta you gotta find balance there and make sure people are, you know, like you said, you know, keeping their their foot out of the distractions because I know that was definitely an issue when I was there some years and like you said, it's small stuff here and there, but you know, it's two, three conversations about that small stuff every day before practice. It, it really starts to grow and compound and everybody's yep. talking about the same stuff and it's not practice. It's not that opponent that week. And it really does take away, you know, it takes away something like mm-hmm. you said, one goal games, you know, that, that really could be the difference. So it goes to show you little changes like that. Um, that you may not think have the the influence and the impact that they do really can play a big part and hopefully they do continue to to carry that on because I'm sure it uh, definitely definitely resonated with the younger guys so hopefully mm-hmm. they're able to keep that going but as far as uh, you know your personal experience what was your favorite part about being a captain my favorite part was I think, you know, I think it was the responsibility and it was the idea that I never wanted to let the team down. And I I really felt, you know, by the middle of the season, I mean, just this love for the team that I never, never really felt before, just the organization, just how grateful I was to be a part of it. And then to actually have a little bit of influence within it. I mean, it it, like, it really clicked to me that I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I want to lead people. I want to interact with people. You know, I don't want to sit behind a desk and do any of that. Like, I want to be leading people and making changes within an organization. And I think just just being around the guys and coming up to the locker room, you know, I, I think a lot of seniors experience it, kind of the clarity of which everything kind of comes into full circle the last couple of months of your, your career. And just experiencing that was the most amazing thing. And, you know, I, I miss it so much, but it was also just being able to be a part of the locker room and kind of leave something of a legacy for the, you know, the rest of the classes to hopefully be better than, you know, and leave behind even better legacy next year. Um, and so I think just kind of realizing that that was what we were building was probably my favorite memory. Yeah. And that, that kind of reminds me of another one of our tenants that's always being brought up is that leadership is a service. And, you know, it mm-hmm. seems like you really got that feeling your senior year of, you know, what it's about. It's about, it's about the guys around you. It's about the guys in the locker room. It's about the the tradition and the family that is Army Lacrosse and 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 any program out there. And really, you know, feeling that is, is something that's that's a big influence in in how you approach leadership and the decisions you make. Being able to put the organization before yourself and and thinking about yourself last, if if at all, you ever actually come into your own mind. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Were there any were there any kind of you know steps or changes that you made either you know to your your mentality or kind of your decision making that that helped you fulfill your role or your responsibility as a captain? Um, I think just being a little bit more aware of it. You know, I kind of went back and forth last summer of like, well, they voted for me for a captain. Like, I need to be. You know, you kind of try and put yourself like, I need to be this. You know, I need to be whatever. But in all reality, the guys voted for you because they want you to be you. And, and once I kind of came 
to that realization as, as the fall started to kind of wear on, I was like, Oh, I just need to be myself. Um, and you know, once you kind of realize that I, I really, it took the pressure off me a lot and I could just kind of walk around the locker room, make connections with guys, really just get to know them a lot better. And it actually worked out. I, I hurt my thumb. So I missed most of the fall. Um, I tore a couple of ligaments in there and dislocated, like you know, messed it up a little bit. Um, so I ended up not playing most of the fall and it was horrible during it. And it was really hard for me to lead and still be a captain because I can't lead on the field. You know, I can't fill up for right. gumballs and things like that. But what it took, to, what it allowed me to do was took all the pressure off me having to make sure I, I played well, because as a captain, you know, your number one thing is performance. You still need to play well as a captain. Like you can do everything else great, but you still need to perform really well. I couldn't do that. You know, I was working out as hard as I could, you know, doing as much extra work, footwork and things like that. I could, but I couldn't play yet. Um, and so what I would do, and I learned this from Jimbo Moore, was I would get a ball uh, before practice. I would grab my stick and I'd just make laps around the locker room. And I didn't have to worry about playing because I couldn't play. And so I didn't need to kind of get focused before practice. I could be the loose captain that walked around, talked to guys, got to know them a lot better, you know, ask the freshmen how their math test went, you know, ask the sophomores, you know, how is that, you know, econ test going? How's that econ project going? It, with no pressure on myself. So it really allowed me to connect at a more personal level uh, with all the guys. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and I love your, your answer to the, your first part of your answer, um, you know, that you realized, you know, you didn't really have to change anything in terms of your personality or how you talk to guys. Cause that's, that's really it, especially when you're in a situation where you're chosen by your peers to, mm-hmm. to be a leader, you know, they, they chose you for a reason. Like you said, you know, you just got to be yourself because the, the worst thing you can do when put into a leadership position is change your personality and and try to be something that you're not, you know, whether that be you're a quiet guy and now you try to be a rah-rah guy or you you were super laid back and now you're the strict guy or you are the strict guy and now you're trying to be a little bit more laid back because the minute you do that, especially on a sports team, everyone around you, you know, has been around you for two, three, four years. They -hmm. know you're being fake. And no one's going to respond well to any sort of fakeness, whether it's what they want in a captain or not. If they know you're mm-hmm. being fake, they're they're not going to respond well to it. And then that that second piece is such a is such a big part, you know, of, of being a captain is putting your second, you're putting yourself second. And and I'm sure you know Sam Walker talks about this in in the captain class. You know, we were talking about that a little bit before um, when he highlights how you know sometimes the best player. Um, doesn't make the best captain because mm-hmm. you know, they have to worry about their own play and, you know, they impact the outcome of the game more than anybody else on the field. You know, they don't have time to, to worry about all that other stuff that no one else is worrying about. But as a captain, you know, it's, it's about finding that, that balance between, you know, being prepared yourself, you know, always being the hardest worker on the field and then, you know, taking care of the little stuff, having the conversations no one else is having um mm-hmm. as a captain so that's it that's i'm glad you were able to have that that kind of uh interaction with your teammates i know gunner had a very similar experience his junior yep. year he wasn't able to play for for much of the spring he kind of took on that role as well you know when it takes a little bit of pressure off like you said you know you can kind of yep. be as interactive as as you want to be and, and and be a leader in a completely different way Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos.
If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.